while you've been out, while you've been at work, while you've been taking care of stuff, we've compiled a composite of the latest and biggest stories of the day to help you get caught up. This is 830 News on the Go. With Thursday's 830 on the Go, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include, some lawmakers want to make Minnesota a sanctuary state, a fatal house fire in St. Paul overnight, and part two of our preview of next week's legislative session. But we begin with the Minneapolis City Council, which has voted to overturn Mayor Jacob Fry's veto of a resolution calling for a ceasefire in Gaza and military aid to be withdrawn from Israel. The council passed the resolution last month with a veto-proof majority, and today's vote remained the same, 9-4 and 3 against. A crowd at the meeting began applauding as the resolution passed, prompting Minneapolis City Council member Andrea Jenkins to address the crowd. These issues are way too serious. This, it disrespects the loss of life of Israelis, Palestinians, and this is not a football game or a spectator sport. The St. Paul City Council did not take a formal stance on a ceasefire at yesterday's meeting despite calls from activists to do so. Mark Fry, Newstalk 830 WCCO. Shortly after the vote, Mayor Fry issued his own proclamation. Mayor telling WCCO's Chad Hartman that he is concerned with the lack of unification between city officials as a result of this disagreement. There are people externally that are pushing people internally at the city to not find common ground. So in other words, all right, we got a Jewish mayor that'll support a ceasefire. That's not, that doesn't happen often. We can all come together, but rather there's this push to go further than any other city has in the country. The mayor says in his proclamation, he supports an immediate ceasefire, humanitarian aid, and the release of all hostages. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Minnesota will become a so-called sanctuary state under a bill being introduced in the legislature this session. The bill would prevent local law enforcement from cooperating with federal immigration officials, something its authors say wastes money and resources. They say the bill also ensures immigrants have a chance to contribute to the betterment of Minnesota without fear of deportation. Jesus Garcia Garcia is a Ph.D. student researcher studying cancer. My research, funded by NIH grants, is pushing the boundaries of what's possible in understanding and treating these diseases. But the uncertainty of my immigration status has always been a cloud over my accomplishments. In a statement, Republican House Minority Leader Lisa Damoth says Minnesotans want a secure border not to turn the state into a magnet for illegal immigration. Forty co-authors have signed on to the bill. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. A fatal house fire in St. Paul overnight. Fire Captain Jamie Smith says they were called to a home in the St. Anthony Park neighborhood just before midnight. He says the call came in originally as a suspicious person, so police responded. The 911 caller stated that they heard a person yelling, help. He says police tried to get into the home but were not able because of the heavy smoke and the heat. The preliminary investigation indicates smoking as the cause of the fire. Smoking is the leading cause of fatal fires in Minnesota. And in St. Paul, six people have died so far this year. The person who died in the home died along with two dogs. Normally, the city of St. Paul would see two to three fatal fires each year. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Laura Oaks. It was about this time yesterday when Mayor Fry's comment about losers sitting home with nasty cat blankets instead of coming back into the office went viral. Today, the mayor is clarifying things. It was a joke. People in the room took it as a joke. When it gets taken out of context uh, in a social media post, things can run wild. 
Fry says it was a business luncheon and he was joking about a non-existent study referencing non-existent people coming to a conclusion that he says we can all agree no study would ever come to. Falcon Heights and St. Anthony Village are considering a police partnership that would begin next year. Right now, the Ramsey County Sheriff provides law enforcement coverage in Falcon Heights, but that contract ends December 31st. St. Anthony Village had provided police services for over 20 years, but that partnership ended in 2017 after Philando Castile was shot and killed during a traffic stop by a St. Anthony officer. Falcon Heights city leaders say they are confident in the changes that that police department has made over the last several years. Both councils are holding a joint session tonight. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. Lawmakers return to St. Paul next week for the 2024 legislative session, with Democrats still in control of the House, Senate, and Governor's Office. In this installment of WCCO In-Depth, Susie Jones takes a look at what's likely to happen. The 2024 Minnesota legislative session is not expected to be as busy as it was last year, but there are still some items that need some attention. I think we'll see some kind of cleanup bill, clarification on the school resource officer issue, maybe some cleanup on the marijuana legalization. Twin Cities Public Television political reporter Mary LaHammer says there could be some controversy over an end-of-life bill. We've already had a House committee vote on the End-of-Life Options Act or Physician-Assisted Suicide. So that could end up being one of the bigger issues of session if they tackle it. The other major issue that lawmakers didn't get all the way to the finish line last session was the Equal Rights Amendment, the ERA. So I think those could kind of be the two most controversial, interesting issues. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. The Minnesota State Fire Marshal's office is out with some more information about this week's fire that destroyed Lutzen Resort Lodge on the North Shore. Here's WCCO's Laura Oaks. The office says the last inspection of the lodge in July of 2023 found seven violations, four of which the property owner repaired. They say it's too early in the investigation to determine if the three outstanding violations played a role in the fire. Investigators continue to sift through the debris for evidence. The office says it's not clear how long the investigation will take given the magnitude of the fire. I'm Steve Simpson. Minnesota Senator Tina Smith is sending a clear message to Congressman Dean Phillips about his presidential bid. Smith telling our Vanita Sakar this morning that it's time for Phillips to drop out as he does not appear to be gaining any traction. I don't think he even thinks that there's an opportunity for him to win his win in his home state of Minnesota. And this is serious business, you know, running for president and is is um, is um, it's serious. And I think that this effort that he's making just doesn't seem serious. Phillips was not on the ballot in Nevada's primary. He finished third in South Carolina behind self-help guru Marianne Williamson who announced yesterday that she was dropping out of the race. A major financial break for Minnesotans who rely on insulin to manage their diabetes. They can now get it for just $35 a month. Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison announcing details of a settlement reached with Eli Lilly, one of three pharmaceutical companies the state sued for overcharging for insulin. Every Minnesotan deserves affordable access to the medicines that they need to survive. We cannot lose one more person to the unconscionably high cost of life-saving drugs. Nicole Smith-Holt, whose son Alec died in 2017 after rationing insulin, joined the press conference. It's scary because not only can rationing your insulin result in long-term health complications, 
but it can lead to death, like it did for Alec and Jessamaya and so many others. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. The Minnesota Downtown Council is touting the city's accomplishments in 2023 and are optimistic about the future. The 2023 year in review report showed 7,100 new residents moved to downtown and the city saw a 16% increase in people riding in Metro Transit. Governor Tim Wall says a thriving Minneapolis makes for a thriving Minnesota. So goes Moorhead if downtown Minneapolis goes in the right direction. We are intimately connected together as a state, and because of the folks who came before us and many of the folks sitting in this room, we've built one of the most diverse economies. We have the fifth most diverse economy of all the states in the country. Council leadership says these improvements wouldn't be possible without partnerships across many levels of government statewide. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Laura Oaks. The Hennepin Theater Trust announcing next season's lineup of Broadway shows. First out of the gate in September is Back to the Future, the musical. Are you telling me you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? Hennepin Theater Trust President and CEO Todd Dusing says the national and international spotlight will be on Minneapolis when the pre-Broadway world premiere of Purple Rain takes the stage in spring of 2025 at the State Theater. I think it's just going to make an incredible impact on downtown Minneapolis. Uh, with visitors and uh, all of the start of the show and the launch of the show, uh, really financially putting a positive hit on uh, downtown. And we have the entire lineup of shows on our website, WCCORadio.com. Finally today, St. Paul teachers and the district still at odds as they work to reach a new contract deal. Union leaders and district officials will be back in mediation next week for two full days before rank-and-file members vote on whether or not to strike. Union spokesperson Erica Schatzline. You know, our members have been watching districts across the state settle with their unions for very generous packages. Teachers are asking for pay raises and more money for mental health services. They will take a strike vote next Thursday. Any potential work stoppage would require a 10-day notice. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thanks for listening to <clears throat> Thanks for listening to WCCO's 830 on the go. You can find each day's on the go and all of our podcasts at wccoradio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.